Welcome to the Riveting Rosies podcast, a space to celebrate the accomplishments of female entrepreneurs and uncover the ins and outs of what it's really like to be your own boss. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Okay, so thank you for agreeing to come on. Um, I'm going to let you uh, introduce yourself and briefly just talk about what you do. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me on the pod. My name is Jillian and I am a mindset coach and I specialize actually in imposter syndrome. So when I started out um, as a coach, I started out with anxiety and confidence and I really realized that something that a lot of other coaches and people in the online space were experiencing were imposter syndrome. And this was really um, inhibiting their abilities to pitch their services, to show up confidently online. And then I decided to transition like into completely niching down then on imposter syndrome. And that's how I got here. Awesome. So um, you have quite a few different certifications and all of that. So what was your educational background that brought you to your current role? Yeah, that's a great question. I So I started off with psychology for my bachelor's degree. Um, and then after that, I went into a master's degree of conflict analysis and management, which is what is it, it was a lot of organizational conflict. However, there was also a really big component on interpersonal conflict, conflict intrapersonal conflict. Um, and that led me to either decide if I wanted to do counseling, like become a therapist or mm-hmm. become a coach. And really the only exposure I had to coaching was Tony Robbins. Like I was like, okay, like who's this big coach guy like I didn't really know what the coaching industry uh comprised of so when I jumped into it I was just like I'm just gonna start my coaching business because I didn't like the the rigidness of therapy and like how many rules and how long it was going to take me to open my own practice and Mm -hmm. not only that but there's also kind of a cap on how much therapists can make and I just knew that I wanted to um make more than that. So <laughs> I, I jumped into the coaching world. And after that, so actually in January of this year, I got certified in neuro-linguistic programming. And I don't know if you know what that is, but for those of you who don't know what that is, it is learning the language of the subconscious mind. And it's basically observing um, the, the subconscious programming that we have in us since birth. So when we are born, we are essentially born with like a completely blank slate, but our childhood experiences, the trauma we endure, um, societal and cultural norms, they all like contribute to our ways that we see the world and the way that we react in the world. Mm -hmm. So the basis of NLP is to help you kind of undo that subconscious programming when it's actually self-sabotaging and it's not serving you. So it's really amazing. And with that certification, I got um, certified in hypnosis and EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques as well. So yeah, it was just, uh, it was definitely a great add-on to the coaching that I was already doing because it really allows you to dig really deep. 
Yeah, definitely. That sounds super interesting. So when did you first start working with clients um, and what made you want to take that leap? Um, so I started with my first client, like pretty much right out the gate. When I started my coaching business, it was actually a friend who I had, um, who I had completed my university degree with. She was like, Oh, I'll have you like coach me. And in the beginning, <laughs> like I was charging like maybe a hundred dollars for three months. So like, it's crazy how we up level and like, mm-hmm increase in that regard. But so that was in the beginning of 2018. And then I hit kind of a lull because I I didn't know what I was doing in the online space. And when I hired my first coach back in January of 2019, like that's when everything really started to like change for me. Definitely. So how did you navigate um, beginning to work with clients and some of the behind the scenes aspects like client communication, um, figuring out what to charge and marketing yourself to attract new clients? I would definitely say like working with a coach who had already done all that was really, really helpful because it allows you to um, see things that you probably don't see in the beginning. So she really helped me with learning the ideal client language, like learning the language of my specific ideal client and not necessarily writing in the way that I would write because I was an academic. Like I, I was so used to writing really like professional papers, but it's mm-hmm. a whole different thing. Write stuff like that when you're talking about your coaching services and stuff like that. So when it came to marketing, it was a lot of learning their language and learning how to speak on their level and really just using their own words. Um, And then when it came to actually working with clients on the back end, it was honestly a lot of trial and error. So it was a lot of like learning what systems worked for me and what systems didn't work for me. Um, and really just like trying things out without being afraid of like screwing it up. Cause I think people get really, um, they get really held up at all the small little details. Like what should I name my program? What contracts should I use? But like, I just kind of jumped right into it and just like started doing things. And even though it took me a little bit longer to figure things out. It didn't take me as long to really get the success that I wanted because I was always willing and open to try new things and not be afraid to screw it up. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say has been the biggest factor in growing your audience and attracting clients? Um, I would definitely say like, it sounds cliche, but like really just like being who I was and being okay with that. I have an actual, I was talking about this on Instagram a couple weeks ago that the, that like the term, like just like be yourself online is kind of stupid because it's like, sometimes you don't feel good enough and it's hard for you to be yourself. But how I started off was like small little, like increments and small things of, of who I was and kind of just like peppering that like into my content and not being afraid to reveal things about myself that like I would think are stupid or juvenile or whatever. And just slowly letting my audience see, um, 
who I really was because I realized that being a coach is like, you have to really identify with the person who you're working with and you have to like enjoy their company because yes, they're going to help you. But the whole, no, I can trust thing is contingent on, you have to enjoy being around the person. So I would definitely say like, start peppering in things about yourself, because even if you think, even if you think it's not interesting, people are going to resonate with it and relate with it. And they're going to see you in a different way rather than if you just talk about like business all the time. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of things do you focus on when working with clients and what does a typical coaching session look like? So I, again, like the, the reason why people come to me mainly is because they're really um, suffering bad with imposter syndrome and it's really sabotaging their business and they just don't know what's wrong. Their alignment is off and they just don't feel like energetically aligned. Um, and how it works is we do a lot of deep diving on the thoughts that they're having and why they're thinking that way and what could have potentially contributed to why they're thinking that way. Um, and then we do some neuro-linguistic programming techniques to help kind of unravel the belief or the thought that is contributing to why they're feeling that way. Um, and then we have resources and stuff to help them carry into the next week. One of the things that I offer is a 90 minute NLP session and we get really, really deep on your beliefs and the things that are really holding you back and basically unravel them. And the O's have been amazing. Awesome. So with mindset coaching, I imagine that can be kind of an intimate experience, especially for a client who's maybe expressing like some doubts they have about themselves. So did you find that you had to set some boundaries for yourself in order to avoid um, things getting too heavy or feeling like you're responsible for their success? Yes, definitely. And that's something that like is something that really affects people who do this kind of coaching as well is you really have to detach energetically in terms of cord cutting, uh, using stage, um, all these types of strategies that I use to really detach from the client and detach from whatever they're going through. Because even though during the time I'm there, I am helping them. I also need to separate from what they're experiencing. And I can't do that if I'm always like thinking about what they're going through and how I can help them and everything. So I really do um, set pretty healthy boundaries when it comes to my clients. And I would advise that everybody do that as well, including like what times you turn off your phone at the end of the night. Um, even if you see something at like nine o'clock at night, maybe just not responding until the next day, if that's in your contract, having a really good coaching agreement that outlines those boundaries. Like I think one of the most important things is to have like a really good solid agreement in, in which your client signs. So you are protecting your energy at all costs. 
Definitely. So aside from working with clients, you also have an online course available. So how does that um, kind of like differ from working with a one-on-one -on -one client? Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. It's called From Imposter to Empowered. And that course is only, well, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be uh, $147, but it is basically all of my strategies in terms of EFT tapping, time techniques, NLP and hypnosis, all kind of rolled into a course to help you overcome your inner imposter. And this can be used for coaches. It can, this can be used for any type of entrepreneur. And it even can be for like people that don't necessarily have their own business because it's all about unlearning those subconscious programs that we have that you may not even realize you have releasing it and um, really changing the way you think and act to come out on the other side and really overcome that inner critic that tells you that, that, that you're not good enough, that your services are too high, that nobody is going to pay you for your services. So I think it's different in that it allows you to go through it at your own pace and use it at your own pace. But it's also my signature methodology for you to work through at any given point. So even if you use it one time, when something starts to come up again in terms of like a limiting belief or something you're really struggling with, you can use the course over and over and over again to, to uncover, release, forgive, and move uh, forward with a lot more, um, a lot more conducive thoughts and actions that will will actually help you push the needle forward in your business. Absolutely. So why did you decide to create an online course and how was um, the process different from how you would approach working with a one-on-one -on -one client? Yeah, so I decided to do an online course because as I scale and as I up level, passive is something that I really wanted to tap into because passive income allows us to not trade our time for money. And that's kind of the difference um, when it comes to working with one-on-one -on -one clients. It was, okay, I've worked with enough clients now that I know what they're struggling with. I know the type of things that, uh, that somebody would need aside from working with me directly. And it also had me um, think about the people in my audience who necessarily couldn't swing a, a $400 single session or high ticket one-to-one -one coaching. Um, so I, I really had my audience in mind when it comes to a more low ticket offer that they're still going to be able to get so much from. Definitely. So um, moving on to a slightly different topic, how are you able to balance everything that you have to do being the sole person in charge and still maintaining a healthy work-life balance? So I have a team. I definitely do not do it alone. I have an online business manager um, and I have a virtual assistant and I have a social media manager, but these are all things that I 
worked my way up. Like I literally just hired my online business manager like last month. Um, but I've had a social media manager since March of last year. And that's because even though I couldn't technically afford to pay a social media manager, it was really important for me to begin to outsource because I knew that once I did, it would really open my time up and free me up to do more things and really stay in that zone of genius. So I definitely think that having a team has been really big, but in the beginning, I, again, I had a really good boundaries around what time I would start work, what time I would end work. I actually work full-time still. So I work full-time and do my coaching on the side. Um, so it's really important for me to schedule time in that's like good time. So like reading a book or spending time with my partner or spending time with my family or taking the whole weekend off. So I would also say if you do have free time um, and you have allotted yourself time to relax, there's no harm in on the weekend, like doing an hour or two of work just as long as you kind of have it scheduled out and you're not overworking yourself. So I definitely would say that really try and schedule in time to enjoy yourself much like you would schedule in time for work. Definitely. I think that's great advice. Um, so what would you say is the most important thing that you've learned about yourself throughout the process of starting a business? Yeah. So I definitely think it would be to like never stop trying and to really stay consistent. Um, because the only way that you can screw anything is if you just stop doing it. So even though there have been a lot of times where I've been like, Oh my God, this is so hard. I feel like it's not working or whatever. I just kept going because I knew that it's not like there's going to be some big aha time where you're going to be like, Oh my God, like everything's working for me. Everything is perfect. There's always going to be another task for you to complete. There's always going to be another thing you have to think of, but slowly over time, if you keep on it and stay consistent, you'll realize that things are starting to fall into place a lot more easily and um, things are going to start working out for you. Definitely. So what, what would be your tips for anyone who's just starting a new business or looking to start one? Um, so I would say, hmm, tips for starting a new business. So I would say focus more on like clients, like don't focus too much on like a logo and doing all those things that are like you think traditionally would be important um, in terms of like getting up a website and stuff like that. Um, I think it's really cool that, that we can utilize social media right now to our advantage. So like just throw up an Instagram page and start start talking on your Instagram stories about what you do and why you're qualified to help somebody. Um, and don't get too hung up in stuff like a logo or like a website and stuff like that. Um, I would also say, um, stay consistent, but leave time for yourself and time for your family. Um, because the way you do one thing is the way you're going to do everything. So even if you think, oh, like I'm just like over 
working and like working super hard right now and not leaving time to rest right now. But when I make more money, I'll leave lots of time to rest. It's not going to happen because our brain, um, is used to working the exact same way, no matter what you're doing. So really important to take that time to rest and, um, stay consistent and realize that like, you, you only have to be one or two steps ahead of someone to help them. Definitely. That's great advice. Um, well, that is all that I have for you today. Thank you again for agreeing to come on. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode or if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you'll join me for next week's episode.